I hope you had a wonderful Christmas this past weekend, uh, celebrating it with family, friends, wherever you were. And I also hope that you were able to join us for worship yesterday. And if you weren't, I hope that you'll go to the website to catch the sermon as we started a new series, Walking Through the Gospel of John, this coming year in 2022. And we started yesterday in John chapter 1, and today I want to bring us back to the wonderful truth that John chapter 1 laid out that we looked at yesterday, that the Word that is God, Jesus Christ, took on flesh and dwelt among us. It reminded us of the birth of Jesus, of what we celebrated this Christmas, the gift that the eternal Son of God, the second person of the Godhead, left heaven to come to earth to take on flesh and dwell among us. You know, from the very beginning in the church, the enemy has worked to defeat this truth, to deny this truth, to pull and draw hearts and minds away from this truth. And in the fourth and fifth centuries of the early church, these particular views really came to head from four different views that were expressed. And I want to share with you some some just summaries of these from an article that Sinclair Ferguson wrote. It's posted on DesiringGod.org. They summarize it really simple and well. There was Arius who had the view that the Lord Jesus Christ was not fully God. There was Apollinaris who viewed that Christ did not really have a human mind. But instead, rather than having a human mind, he had an eternal or divine mind. There was Nestorius who viewed the the birth of Christ, the incarnation, in this way, that after the incarnation there were actually two persons, divine and a human, that were only sort of joined together, united together in this common purpose or will. And then there's Eutychus who had the view that after the incarnation of Christ, that Jesus only had one nature, sort of like the two were mixed into one. Sinclair Ferguson points out that these incorrect, errant views were wrong and they really were views that destroyed the power and the truth of the gospel, the good news of great joy for all the peoples about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He summarized it this way. In Arianism, there's this problem that if Christ is less than God, he doesn't have the power to reconcile us to God. In Apollinarianism, if Christ is not truly human, then he's not really one of us. And therefore, he can't act for us as our mediator, as our substitute. Nestorianism, if there are two persons in Christ and not one, then it's only the human person, Jesus, who offers himself as a sacrifice to God on the cross. He goes on to say, for a divine person cannot die in his divine nature. And even if a human person could act as a redeeming substitute, his single death could never atone for the sins of many. In, in, in Eutychus's view, he, he says this, if, if, if the two natures of Christ are mixed together into only one, then our Lord is no longer truly one of us and cannot therefore function as our substitute. 
This led our early church fathers to to wrestle with these and and come up with a a statement of, of, of biblical fact, biblical truth about the person of Jesus Christ. They did this at a meeting in Chalcedon, and and they came up with this. It's really important that our Lord Jesus Christ, the same perfect in Godhead and also perfect in manhood, truly God and truly man. This is John chapter 1. This is what the Bible declares and the truth that makes the power of the gospel, the power of God unto salvation to all who believe that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man so that he could truly be the substitute for our sin and our savior from our sin. What a glorious thing to remember today, to lead our hearts to continue to praise and worship God this Christmas season for the gift of Jesus.